Six Pack Double Feature presents Pick Six, where the guys round out a top five list with one extra. Insults, oddities, cartoons, it's all there. And of course, beer. Tell us your picks, guys. Hey, gang. Welcome in. Uh, yeah, welcome in. This is uh, season <laughs> I was wondering three. what the hell you were doing. <laughs> I know. <laughs> what the fuck isn't he talking? Uh, I'm still not Nathan. And I am... I might be Travis. I don't know <laughs> at this moment. Uh, we decided to put together a fresh pick six lists of things that we wanted to kind of talk about and touch base on. And uh, we're doing New York movies, movies that make you think of yeah. what, what, what definitively. Oh, and I had to put, I just thought of a great one that I didn't use. Well, you may Damn. have to adjust it. If you need to adjust it, mm. if you want to call an audible, you can call an audible. I might, it's I might, always allowed to call an literally audible. Just, audible. It literally just occurred to me and I might just do it as an honorable. mention. Well, and I have, Two honorable mentions. You may have used it actually. So. I have two honorable mentions that I initially would have picked, but I was afraid you also might pick it, and I'm like, I'm uh-huh. gonna make them honorable mentions, so we'll mention them at the end, okay? Uh, all honorably and stuff. <laughs> we'll mention them honorably. <laughs> so, um, I'm just gonna get right into it. Nathan, you won the coin toss. He adored New York City. He idolized it all out of proportion. Uh, no, make that, he, he romanticized it all out of proportion. Yeah. To him, no matter what the season was, this was still a town that existed in black and white and pulsated to the great tunes of George Gershwin. Uh, now, let me start this over. Chapter one. He was too romantic about Manhattan, as he was about everything else. He thrived on the hustle-bustle of the crowds and the traffic. To him, New York meant beautiful women and street-smart guys who seemed to know all Small Asian women. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think she was Asian in this one, though. No, I was probably... Muriel Hemingway, I think. Uh, That is Manhattan, Woody Allen, 1979. It's one of my favorite Woody Allen movies, actually. Yeah, it makes you want to fall in love with... It makes you fall in love. I mean, it doesn't... the opening scenes of that dude are so gorgeous. It's the music. I mean, it sounds like the critic. If you remember, the, uh, you borrowed it yeah, and you yeah, couldn't yeah. watch but it. But I know exactly what you're talking about. The same music. I think they did that on purpose. It's, you know, Woody Allen's love for New York City was never in doubt. But uh, he put like New York squarely and Manhattan specifically, like on center stage for yeah. that movie. Um, it it kind of almost defies a certain time period. It's filmed in black and white. Mm-hmm. You hear. Gershwin's, uh, what is it, Rhapsody, uh, Blue? I can't remember. Rhapsody in Blue. Yeah, Rhapsody in Blue. Uh, and so that automatically feels 40s, 50s. Sure. And then it's just, it, it feels kind of timeless. It Once the movie starts to take place, you can tell. Yeah, you're in the 70s. <laughs> you're in the 70s. But, but it's black and white, and, and when you're first watching it, that first five to ten minutes, it's like, what did, when does this take place? Yeah. I, I can't tell. But it's... That movie, yeah. yeah I need it, to watch that again. I have to... That's one of those movies I have to watch when but, Jamie's not home because she hates Woody Allen. It's just that movie screams New York. It screams Broadway, you know? Yep. And... As just, do all of his movies, but that yes, one... That one, that like, one specifically. Yeah, yeah. definitely. All so of his... Like, his movies take place... All of, Most of his movies take place in New York. Except this one, for, like, the last, what, 10 years, maybe? Yeah, yeah. This one, like, is New York, you know? This one is New York. Yeah. That and... Is most definitely New York. So that's my number six. That's a great Manhattan. pick. Um, 
I purposely avoided any Woody Allen movies. I only had one, so because we I now heard it. Yep, I, I figured um, we, that well, might happen. That we might butt heads our, on it. So our, I, yeah, I have a feeling that there's a good possibility our our lightsabers may cross paths. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to cross streams, but number six I have is Ghostbusters. I did not pick Ghostbusters. Good. I uh, I had a feeling. So we were going to discuss it. It just allows us one less movie to talk about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's New York is sort of a character in, in Ghostbusters Absolutely. as well, but it's a dirty, slimy, slimy in, in need of being saved. You yes, know? absolutely. Um, literally and figuratively. I mean, I went to New York uh, about five years ago and did we, you go to the fire station? To, no, uh, we, I think we went by it, but um, we actually went into the New York public library. <laughs> cool. Cause see, um, I don't think I went there, but I went to the fire station and uh, we saw the lines cause you see the lines. Oh yeah. There. oh yeah! Oh yeah! Oh um, yeah! You go in. My uncle like, thought he was Saint Jerome. Yeah, and then you walk in, and I'm looking around. And I'm like, this looks nothing like the library. And then I realize, oh yeah, that's right. It was probably shot in the soundstage. <laughs> um, my parents took me to New York when I was f- uh, 14, and my dad's a firefighter. Was a firefighter, so he he would always go to. Wait, sh- you smell that? <laughs> Do you smell something? Smell, is that what it is? Yeah. He smells Listen. Something. You smell Listen, something? You smell something? I knew I was going to get that wrong. <laughs> Um, so we went to, I forget how we even found it, but it's in, it's either Soho or Tribeca, mm-hmm. the fire station. It's an actual working fire station. Um, and they have the sign from the second movie in there that, the with the ghost doing the Peace. two. Yeah. They've got that inside there and their nickname in the city is Ghostbusters. Like the, cool. all the fire departments in the city have nicknames and there's call the Ghostbusters, you know, yeah. hook and ladder eight. And, uh, you may have seen. Pictures of me here and there with a, a New York Fire Department shirt on. I did not buy that after 9-11. I bought that in August of 2000. Nope. I bought that in August of 1994 at that fire station. Nice. And I still wear it. Um, still fits. Uh, yeah. So Ghostbusters. That's my number six. Uh, Your number five? My number five is Taxi Driver. You prick. <laughs> that's my number four. <laughs> well, let's get into let's it. Let's dig into it. Let's, let's unpack Taxi in. Driver. Yeah, let's not unpack Taxi Driver. Let's send him on his way. Uh, it's just another film where the score almost makes the picture kind of feel timeless when it starts out. You just have that Bernard Herrmann. Listen up, you screwheads, you fuckers. <laughs> yeah, it, it feels timeless, but at best it's it's kind of difficult to determine the decade of kind of when it takes place. It very much feels kind of timeless. It, it's also very much a time capsule of New York in 1976. Uh-huh. But when it was a toilet, right. a war zone. But this is New York City. At Blood its, and cum <laughs> in the streets and the gutters. This is New York City at its worst. I'm like, if you want to watch a film where you get to see the seedy underbelly of a major metropolitan city at night, where the literal and metaphorical garbage is out on the streets just waiting to be disposed of, <laughs> then this is the film you want to watch. <laughs> it's very much. What's We actually talk about this in episode zero. It's you mentioned Woody Allen and his right. take on New York in 1973. Three years later, this is Scorsese's version of New York, which is they couldn't possibly be any more any, polar opposite. Yeah, that's a dichotomy. Like, I love the city. You're like I hate it. That's a, that's <laughs> what you call a dichotomy, kids. Uh, you're supposed to kind of. I mean, the movies. I won't say the movies scary. No, but, but it's you're supposed to be kind of scared of the city. Like it's mm-hmm. supposed to be sort of a. You at that time, you were scared of that city. Exactly. Yes, kind of like 
Remember the snarky things that dragged the guy down the alley in Jacob's Ladder? Yes. That's what Scorsese's New York is for a long time. Yeah. Uh, in the 70s and, and, and such. It's a sort of a scary goblin kind of thing, whereas Woody's is sort of a cherub, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, it's much more romanticized. Yeah, yeah. It, like You don't see all the crap. Marty's trying to show you like what a dirty, dangerous place it is, huh? Yeah. Get your head cracked. Yeah, where Woody yeah. wants you to go eat at Carnegie Deli. You know? <laughs> and date a 14-year-old. Yeah. 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 So your number five is Taxi Driver, mm-hmm. which is my number four. So what's your number five? My number five is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Oh, my God. I didn't even think about the that The original. Like 1988. Was it 1988? No, it was 1990. I'm sorry. Okay. 1990. The one where um, the only celebrity voice that anyone knows this is was Corey Feldman. Feldog? Yeah. Yeah. It's similar to uh, it's actually probably Toronto, but it's it's New York for all intents and purposes. Yeah, they give you some shots to tell you it's New York, and anybody that watches the Ninja Turtles knows it happens in the Big Apple. But um, I didn't think about that. It's similar to Scorsese's New York. It's not you're not scared of it, it's but it's dirty and kind of seedy, dirty well, and I mean, wet and dark, and there's well, crime it's a sewer. And, yeah, they take it takes place in the sewer. You live in the sewer. <laughs> uh, what am I? What am I? What am I trying to say? It's it's not. The city isn't played like a character. That's just the setting in this movie. But it still looks cool. You know, all yeah, all dark and wet. It is dark and wet. And I still love that that was still in the time frame of when um, you could get your pizza delivered in 30 minutes or less or it was free kind oh, of Oh, yeah, thing. Domino's. You can thank Domino's for that one for a while. I'm sure everybody hated Domino's for a period of time. That doesn't exist now, man. You get your pizza. If it's busy, you get it when, when it's You get ready. it when you get it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> the guy wants his pizza. You get it when you get it, pal. You, you uh, like yeah, it. Not a lot to say about Ninja Turtles. Uh, just It's a New York movie to me. Um, and that's my number five. What's your number four? My number four is Carlito's Way, 1993. I hate that movie. Really? Um, maybe it hates a strong word, but maybe I need to go back and watch it again. I haven't watched it since I was... Well, 15. you said you weren't a huge fan of De Palma. These are some of the few that that is a that is a correct statement. But there are a, a handful of De Palma films that I really enjoy. Carlito's Way is probably in the top two or three. Um, it's it's New York City in all of its leisure suit, disco filled, coked out glory. Does it take place? When does it take place? Uh, it's late seventies. Okay. Um, De Palma's film, you know, it's got big collars. It's got big acting with Al Pacino. It's got bell, you know bell bottoms and of course gangsters, you know. And the film, it practically oozes nostalgia, you know, and uh, of an era gone by. And so, you know, it it sh- it shoots New York so beautifully, especially with the final chase scene in Grand Central Terminal. Super. I don't remember any of this, man. Yeah, I need to go back and watch it again. Yeah. Then I'll let you borrow it whenever I bring it over. <laughs> okay. Once I get my other movies back. Fast forward eight months. <laughs> uh, yeah, so Carlito's Way. It's your number four. My number four was Taxi Driver. Right. So my number three is The French Connection. <laughs> Are you sure you've seen that one? Shut up. After the debacle last season, I bought it on Blu-ray. I just haven't sat down to watch it yet. <laughs> I got. A, I bought a couple movies after uh, This after is a New season. York City in French Connection, 1971. It's just, it actually takes place in the early 60s because it was based off of a book, which is based off an actual case. But it's kind of like a New York City that you rarely see 
Freakin doesn't really showcase the giant skyscrapers. Instead, he just shows more of like the burrows and just what the life and times felt like in the early 60s in New York. And just like Taxi Driver, French Connection kind of shows the city in a more unflattering light, but it's still just kind of fascinating to watch. Yeah. It's got that... that it's a perfect <clears throat> time capsule kind of look and feel to it again. Yeah, it's got that old look, like those old cop shows. Yeah, definitely. It looks kind of... I hate to say... Keep using wet or dry, but it's got that wet kind of cold look to it. Mm-hmm. Well, um, and it takes place in the winter, and there are specific oh, well, scenes, it. and they filmed it in the winter. And there are certain scenes you'll notice, and if you end up watching like documentaries on it, there's uh, one or two scenes where uh, Popeye Doyle, played by Gene Hackman, is just watching this one guy. He's outside while they're inside this French restaurant eating warm, and he's freezing his nuts off and he gets coffee <laughs> and before he has a chance to finish the coffee I mean you can see his hands are shaking and it's like legit cold nice before he has a chance to finish his coffee it already gone cold and oh you yeah see him like been there just dump it out you know because it's just so cold outside and so yeah at that that is a movie i always think of when i think of new york and there's a sequel to that there is it's not that great what's it called uh the french connection too. <laughs> Clever. They weren't trying to hide Roman anything. numeral dose. <laughs> uh, that's a good pick. Yeah. So, that being said, save your emails. Um, or send them, because we haven't gotten any yet. Uh, We're um, Please email us now. Frenchconnection.doublefeature at gmail.com. Say it again. Sixpack.doublefeature at gmail.com. So, yes. Thanks. Hit us up. <laughs> That was your number four. That's my number. No, that's my number three. That's your number three. My number three is King Kong. Uh, which one? The original. The well, nineteen thirty-one. Thirty. Yeah. Or I think it's thirty-three. Uh, yeah. The the original with Fay Ray. It's a monster movie, but it's also one of the pillars of cinema. It is. You don't. You forget. It's been a while since I've watched it, but I forget how much of that movie actually takes place on the island and not. In New yeah. York. But I mean, Before you say King Kong, Kong. What does everybody picture? They picture him up on the building, batting down the, the I, biplanes. I think of King Kong. I think of. Uh, Denzel Washington. King Kong ain't got shit on me. You that's what you really no, think of. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, training is, Day, man. That is very that's from Training Day? Yeah, it's from Training God, Day. God, I tried to block that movie. I hate that movie. Uh I Please, <laughs> tell us more. Sorry. I love Denzel. Yeah. He should have won the Oscar years before. He yeah. He did, and he shouldn't have won it for well, Training yeah. Day. It's because he played against type. That is not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about King Kong. <laughs> I love how I derailed him on that one. That's tangent. I, I don't even hate the 1985 version with right. uh, the dude and uh, Faye, uh, not Faye Dunaway, Faye Jessica, Jessica Faye. Lang. Oh, just Faye, Faye Ray was oh, in the original. That's right. But no, Faye, that's, uh, no, what is it? Jessica Lang. Jessica Lang, yeah. You um, said Faye too many times and I wanted to just plant that in there. Isn't Jeff uh, Bridges in yeah, it? I said the dude. Yeah, the dude. Yeah. I, was, all, the only thing I remember that movie was a trailer where a car gets smashed by Kong's foot. That's the only thing I ever remember. I rewatched about. it a few years ago, but the only thing I remember from, from it was being a kid. I've now derailed into the 85 version of King Kong. If you guys are that's keeping right. score. I don't care. It's our show. It's King Kong. <clears throat> it's New York. I remember him, the, the ape <clears throat> laying on the street and bleeding from the nose. Right. I remember it being on TV when I was a kid and being sad. sad. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, everybody pictures that iconic him on the Empire State Building and yeah batting away all of the uh yeah and in um 19 19- barons in yeah, <laughs> all of the, the all reds of the baron biplanes yeah it was either in 1985 or 1986 well it would have been 85 uh in promotion for the remake um 
whatever the movie company was, they hired uh, a custom built balloon in the shape of King Kong and had it attached to the side of the building. Really? Yeah. And uh, my dad was there when this happened. Um, some guy in a plane hit the building um, and deflated the <laughs> deflated the uh, the ape, the, the balloon. Is he all right? I don't know. Probably. And, which is... <laughs> Sounds like you could die from that. That's kind of like funny, that. right? I mean, you could. I don't know. I don't know what did happened. Did Kong hit him first? <laughs> <laughs> he did. Um, which is why on the morning... Which is of, odd because you're not supposed to be flying around there. <laughs> especially now. Uh, which is why on the morning of September 11th, when my mom called to tell me a plane hit the World Trade Center... Like, I, yeah, funny. I, no, I thought it was oh. like the similar thing. Like, oh. yeah, the guy did that in 86. Leave me alone. I want to go back to sleep. Um, but yeah, that... Google that. I'm going to try to find a, a Google link to that and we'll link it. If we don't link it, I couldn't find it. <laughs> yeah, if you don't if this is where the story <laughs> dies, it's because either we forgot to research it or it went nowhere. Um So yeah, King Kong is my number 3. What's your number 2? All right, kid, here's the deal. At any given time, there are around 1500 aliens on the planet. Most of them right here in Manhattan. And most of them are decent enough. They're just trying to make a living. Cab drivers. Uh, not as many as you'd think. Humans, for the most part, don't have a clue. They don't want one or need one either. They're happy. They think they have a good bead on things. Well, why, why the big secret? People are smart. They can handle it. A person is smart. People are dumb, panicky, dangerous animals, and you know it. 1,500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was the center of the universe. 500 years ago, everybody knew the Earth was flat. And 15 minutes ago, you knew that people were alone on this planet. Imagine what you'll know tomorrow. What's the catch? The catch? The catch is you will sever every human contact. Nobody will ever know you exist anywhere. Ever. I'll give you the sunrise to think it over. Dude, I could do that. <laughs> yeah. Um, for those that are unaware, hey. that's, uh, <laughs> that's the audio cutting out real quick, quick like. No, it's, um, it faded. Oh, did it? Yeah. I just we just didn't. They hear heard it. it fade. You heard it cut off real quick. Oh, hey, that's great. That's called post production. That's called me sounding like an idiot now. <laughs> exactly. Uh, that is Men in Black, nineteen ninety seven. That was almost an audible. It was kind of an. <laughs> Oh. I, don't, I don't think of it as New York. I think of it as sci-fi or comedy. It's, it's, it's sci-fi and comedy, but, but it's, totally very, New York. it's totally New York. Well, there's, and, a, there's like, that great oh. shot when he delivers the baby and yeah. the Twin Towers are in the background. Yeah. Yeah, that's a great pick. Yeah. and Well, and everything uh, towards the end happens in Queens, at wherever there, the World's Fair took place. And oh, they, yeah. They, everyone thought it was just some crazy structure, but it was, in fact, like like spaceships. <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's that's my number that's my number two. That's a good pick. And you mentioned Queens. My number two takes place in Queens. Uh, it's a king looking for, or a prince looking for a queen. It is coming to America. Oh, I didn't even go there. That's great. That's, no, I, that's, I love that scene at the beginning when they're... I um, hated that movie for about 10 years. So did I. On so 10 did years, I. I hated the movie because it got overplayed. And the reason why it got overplayed is when I worked back in, uh, right around high school, right after high school, uh, I worked in uh, a retail establishment that was not where we worked, but and I still live <laughs> Service merchandise? Yeah. Uh, but that was like one of the only like video cassettes that were in the break room. 
And so people would just play it because they just wanted to watch something while they're while they're eating that's, their microwave, you know, tuna, that's weird, you know, tuna melt or whatever, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's just and so for a period of time, I just had no desire. Now, <laughs> I don't have it yet. I, I see a purchase. So so just back up. It was overplayed in your personal experience. Yes. Yeah. Because see, now I think of it as one of Eddie Murphy's. You don't hear about it too much. No, not and really. And that's why I didn't like it when I was a kid because it was kind of. He was played that ethnic character. Well, the fact that he played several—they all played yeah. several characters. Yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, give it up for sexual chocolate. <laughs> Randy Watson. <laughs> that boy, good. Remember they play yeah. the, good and uh, terrible. Play the old white Jews in the barbershop too. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, just Eddie Murphy plays the old Jew, the old white There's guy. So, uh, oh, maybe that's what it is. That was pretty much him, kind of almost at his peak. Um, before. he was he was riding high. Yeah, he, was he had he had he another was, he had another three or he had another three to five years. Not necessarily good movies, but he had another three to five years. The last good, the last go good good thing he did was in like ninety two or ninety three, and that was Vampire in Brooklyn. That movie <laughs> is amazing. No, I'm kidding. That's I, a Wes that, Craven movie too. Did you know that? No. Yeah. Because I've seen it once and I I've tried to block once, it. God, yeah. that movie is terrible. Yeah, that's not uh, the good. last that's good thing good. Eddie Murphy did, I think, was Boomerang. Yeah. Kind uh, of a romantic what's comedy. The other one, Distinguished Gentleman. Oh, that's Kevin, a great. That's, yeah. that's a good movie too. That's the one where he, the only time he took ownership of his full name because it was uh, like William name Jefferson, was, was Thomas Jefferson Johnson. Tom, yeah, that's what it was. Thomas and, Jefferson. Uh, James Johnson. Garner's in that for real, real quick. He takes a lot of old white dudes. Yeah, in that movie. That's a good movie. Well, that's right. That is that was James Garner's. Um, but yeah, yeah, Coming to America. It also um, it kind of shows that there's an Eddie Murphy verse, right? Um, because um, Mortimer and um, what's the other Duke brother? Yeah, they're in it. Mm-hmm. So oh it, oh that's right they're oh, they're, they're they're homeless, homeless. in the park yeah so it that, that's they a, made that connection that's a fun little nod that was and, uh yeah that was a uh oh man what's his name now Don Amici no oh it's Don Amici and the other guy and I was hoping you wouldn't ask the other guy's name <laughs> Randall and Mortimer are the characters names but Waldorf and Stadler from the Muppets <laughs> those basically those two guys imagine those two puppets from the Muppets who sit up in the balcony. Human and white, that's those two dudes from Trading Places. Um, uh, the guy who did uh, American Werewolf in London. Um, I can't think of the director's name now. John Landis. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, that was a, another Landis movie, and so that oh, was also yeah. that connection. Beautiful. Yeah. So Coming to America. I didn't even talk about any of my notes. We just went off on it. Uh, that's that's cool, though. Uh, that's my number two. What's your number one? My number one is You've Got Mail. <laughs> I've never seen it. I, I chose to pull... Uh, just kind of the few that we may, you know, cross paths on, and so I, I knew you've got mail was not going to be on yours. Nope. It's uh, it's Tom Hanks and, um, damn it, Meg Ryan. It's a sequel to Joe versus a volcano. <laughs> but it's it's so dated, it's so dated in its technology. You got and, mail. Yeah, but it's just outside of a couple of you know favorites of and moving them, like I said to the honorable mention, I, this is probably my favorite movie featuring New York City. Um, it takes all of the wonderfully iconic areas of New York and kind of, it very much romanticizes them. And so they connect through AOL, through a chat room, you know. <laughs> he runs this huge conglomerate called Fox Books. She runs the shop around the corner, which is a children's bookstore. Which is the original title of right. the movie. Or the, yeah, the, the title the of the original version. With, like, yeah, yeah, with... Um, Spencer Tracy? Uh, Jimmy, no. 
uh, Jimmy Stewart was in there. Oh, okay. Um, I almost said Jimmy Carter. I'm like, nope, that is not the Jimmy I was thinking of. I'm a humble peanut farmer. Yeah, but they both love New York, and so it was like a New York chat room that they met in. But it's just everything that I want to see in a New York City sure. movie is that movie. So everything I want to see and I like and want to know kind of about New York is, and it covers several seasons. It's like starts in the <coughs> fall, hits Christmas, then goes into spring, early summer before it ends. And so the story arc kind of takes place over like nine months. Okay. But it's just, it's fun. And it's one of the ones that Lisa and I kind of go it's to. Total, every year we hit. It's a total right rom-com, right? Yeah, it's yeah. rom-com. But it, there's really good writing. It's not. Weren't they in Sleepless in Seattle together as well? Yeah. But Nora Ephron wrote that, but she also wrote, um, what's the Billy Crystal, Meg Ryan? When Harry Met Sally. That one. You know it. Nora Ephron it, likes to have Meg Ryan meet yeah. people <laughs> lovingly. There's kind of been a swing on either New York is a positive character or a negative character. Yeah. It's either it's either nighttime and dirty and gross and kind of dangerous, or it's daytime and beautiful and um, it either helps your your protagonists, or <laughs> or it doesn't. <laughs> or in the case of my number one, or it hits is, them in the kneecaps. In in the case of my number one, it is completely taken by Jason Voorhees. That's right. <laughs> Another... Friday the Thirteenth, Part Eight. Or is that, what is it? Or all... just called Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan takes place almost entirely on a cruise ship. <laughs> the last. Have you ever? You've never seen it. Oh God, dude! It's it's such Again. a it's such a friggin' letdown because they make it look like it's. Well, good. by the time people hear this, I'll have at least seen one already and sure. three. Well, oh, you've seen, seen part one. one. Okay, one is the only one that I've seen because it's Kevin Bacon. Yeah, that's the that's the only thing that I really remember about it, and it's not Jason; it's his mother and um, and I the think... disturbing dead kid in the they did they did some second unit stuff just to get some establishing shots of the city but what is filmed in the city is actually it's easily toronto uh and it's like the last 30 minutes of the movie it's very little of it takes place in the city uh is is people were jason takes manhattan is it a is that a a legit subtitle that's it's it's friday the 13th jason takes manhattan there's no part eight it's friday the 13th jason takes manhattan not filmed really in manhattan yeah Jason <laughs> Jason stamps his passport and goes to Toronto and kills people for <laughs> cuz they don't have guns. Yeah. So, uh, and they're very polite. Machetes uh and yeah, it's a, it's a shit movie. Um but I wanted to come in with a surprise. Um <laughs> I mean, it's as far as Surprise. Here's a piece of shit. Here's a nice piece of shit. Um <laughs> People were so, like they make they made it look so like in the trailers if you watch them they make it look like holy shit there's gonna be some carnage like Jason's like there are millions of people in New York today Jason is gonna slay everybody and he, no. pu- he punches one dude's head off uh, just one punch yeah yeah the guy's a boxer and uh, it's a pretty cool by that point in the series the movie was just nothing but kill porn yeah. just just how how can we kill people interestingly interestingly. And this guy's, this guy's a boxer, and they're, they somehow end up on the roof of this building. And they're like 50 feet apart. Jason's just standing there doing his, you know. His, Jason thing? Yeah, his Kane Hodder thing. Best Jason, by the way. Killer dude. There's also, sidebar, there's a great, um, I don't remember what service it's on. Um, I think it's called Back from Hell or something like that. It's a Kane Hodder documentary. It talks about how he grew up, uh, was bullied, and 
uh, went into stunt work and how he was horribly injured in stunt work and mm. got the role of Jason, how he kind of made Jason what we all grew up on. Okay. Um, but anyway, so they're on the roof of this building and this boxer, again, like 50 feet away, starts just like doing his like boxing workout toward Jason. Like he's going to fuck him up. And he gets over to Jason and Jason with like one uppercut just knocks his fucking head off. <laughs> that's the end of the guy. It's pretty funny. Uh, uh, what are your honorable mentions? Do so yeah, Jason Takes Manhattan is my number one. My honorable mention, um, can't believe we haven't crossed streams on it, is Escape from New York. No, I, you know what? That's not even on my honorable mention. I okay. wasn't, well, it was filmed in St. Louis. I was going to say, it's not, <laughs> again, not filmed in New no, York. No, I but. know. Uh, it makes sense that it should have been, but it wasn't. The first one uh, uh, honorable mention was Ghostbusters. Okay. Uh, I chose not to go that route because I knew you probably would, and I didn't want us to hit too many of the same. Sure, sure. I also pulled the this other one off because I had a feeling it was going to be on yours, but instead you went with Jason Takes Manhattan. <laughs> I thought it was going to be Die Hard with a Vengeance. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that would have been in my pick six. That if is I a New known, York movie. Yeah. And that, mm. In fact, Die Hard with a Vengeance came off in that, and I put Men in Black on because I figured Die Hard with a Vengeance would have been on yours. <laughs> Where does Die Hard 2 take place? What airport? Uh, it's supposed to be Dulles in Washington, okay. D.C. It was actually filmed in Denver, Colorado. And I know this because I looked up information because I just watched it this holiday season because why not? God, that movie is terrible. It's not great, but it's it's stupid, but it's it's kind of fun, and so I wanted to do it. Because so. it takes place at Christmas as well, correct? Yeah, it's Christmas Eve as well with Dennis Franz. How is it Christmas Eve? Is it like the following year? Uh, I think it's two years later. Okay. I think it's, no. I know very yeah, little about Yeah, it's two years it. later. It's 90. Yeah. Okay. She's in an airplane trying to land. They're visiting in-laws. He's now a cop in L.A., and she was flying out. I guess their in-laws, well, either, I guess his, I guess her parents, his in-laws, live in the D.C. area or Baltimore, and that's Bored. where she's flying in. Bored. And, and, and lo and behold, guess who's also on that airplane? The Reginald Bill Johnson. Yeah, no. <laughs> he only had like one scene. Yeah, just a camera. He's eating a Twinkie, he's, though. Yeah, he was eating. Flashback. Oh, Twinkie. Flashback to the Twinkie. No, uh, the, um, the man with no dick, William Atherton. <laughs> Walter Peck. Walter Peck. <laughs> yeah. Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. And on that note, <laughs> there you go, kids. Uh, That's our pick six New York movies. And a couple honorable mentions. We'll be back next week with I don't even know what episode. So uh, enjoy. Look, look for that. Yeah. Six Pack Double Feature is a Clopec Media production. You can like and follow them on Facebook at Six Pack Double Feature Podcast and on Instagram at Six Pack Double Feature. They aren't on Twitter because Twitter is dumb. And the best way south is not 9 5, it was through the park. Told you the park drive is always jammed. I didn't say park drive. I said through the park.